It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. podcast back in action i am back i uh i was leaking i was not feeling so hot last episode so i, I was not able to make it but i'm back feeling 100 percent. we got jackson we got tim's mia i don't know where that man is yeah yeah maybe we're maybe not he's... waiting i'm tired i'm tired, yeah, it's, almost tired so of, it's almost 10 o'clock on the east coast <laughs> we can edit we can edit his part in we can edit his little his his quips and uh comments in if we need to but so we just we're coming out of Bears versus Packers, the heated rivalry that we hasn't really been a rivalry the past. Hasn't really been heated th- either. <laughs> it's just been a game that we've gotten our ass kicked the last like 30 a, times. Like a cold war with an occasional upset here and there. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's just dive into it. The Bears lose at Lambeau Field. Uh, and I guess just watching it in the first half, maybe up till last few minutes of the second quarter we're thinking that the bears are might have a chance there's, a, there's an ounce of possibility that the bears could pull this upset but aaron rodgers you know deep yeah, down aaron rodgers does what he does packers make adjustments like good teams do and the bears just poo poo themselves like i almost was last week yeah um you know it was over when they scored right before halftime like the momentum, you know, the Bears could only score on like the big plays and the gimmicky plays. Um, they weren't sustaining any type of drives. And when they did, you know, I, I thought it was interesting, like that second drive of the game where they kicked the field goal. Why not go for it? If you miss it, you are you put Green Bay on the four or five yard line. And now they have to march the entire field to score. You know, I'd say like they're not going to score a touchdown hypothetically. But you're not going to win with a field goal right against Green Bay. And well, then yeah, you're going yeah. to kick off to them, and you're going to give them, like, the entire field, you know, where they're not backed up in the end zone. And you're at a point in your season where you know you pretty much Score know it. you're not yeah. going to make it. These guys' jobs are in question. So it's like uh, anything that you can do as a coach to try and beat the rival Packers, you think you would try to do because, like, any win in a season like that's rough. If you can beat the Packers, you you get brownie points for that. And yeah, as and a Bears like, fan, you had that entire drive. That's probably their best drive, even though they only got a field goal. Like, you know, they were completing third first downs on third downs, running the ball, you know, short passes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I, I watched the game with a, f- a few friends. We had a chili. Uh, me and my girlfriend made chili and I, I grilled some Italian sausages. But, you know, one of my buddies said, like, you can't be Green Bay with field goals. Like, you, if you're going to have those five, six-minute drives, you got to put it in the end zone. And, you know, you think about it now, and, you know, you don't want to Monday morning quarterback it. But It's a valid point, though. I mean, it's very valid. Yeah, I, and I think the thing is, like, if you're the Bears, like, well, we got to come out with some points. I get that. But why not go for it on fourth down? Set the tone early in the game. If you miss it, like I said, you put them with inside the 10-yard line. 
right yeah, and, if, and if you miss that field goal like off chance that he missed field goal then you're like it's even a, a worse scenario because you didn't go for it and you don't even get the three points that you th- are trying to get those points to yeah keep up with green bay so it's like yeah and the ball spot <laughs> yeah exactly closer. yeah so like like i said and you agree with that just go for it. like you have to make these plays in order to you got nothing to lose essentially yeah and i and Bears. i think the, the problem is I don't think we realized how big of a momentum swing it was actually losing Peters. Right. Yeah. Uh, that was like what the first drive of the game. I, yeah. I think it's like the third, third or fourth play of the game. You know, he heard his ankle and he knew immediately you could see him just run off the sideline. Like, I, I mean, when you've been in the league, as long as he has, like, you know, when you're hurt. Yeah. And he's uh, old. So it's like everything else is just yeah, like kind of 40 years old. They called him like when he was fishing with his son <laughs> on vacation, <laughs> like, Hey, you want a paycheck? <laughs> Um, we'll get more into Jenkins in a little bit, but you know, they score those three touchdowns in, um, fuck the second quarter, but they were all like one hitter plays and one play was on special teams. Yeah. They, I mean, they couldn't really get the long drive going. They only ran the ball like 16 times in the game, which doesn't make sense because fields has broken ribs. He has said he is not a hundred percent. You ran the ball pretty well against Arizona. Why aren't you trying to do the same thing? Well, and they've like, shown that they've shown that they can run the ball against all sorts of teams. It's not like it's just yeah. a few games. Like they, yeah. We've Why seen is it. It one week we're gonna run the ball, one week we're not gonna run the ball? You're if you're gonna you you're not gonna win a shootout with the Packers, right? You're insane to think that you can go point for point with the Packers by airing it out with them. Rodgers is too good. He's got too many weapons and they scheme better where they can isolate different players on the bears. And the bears just don't have those playmakers who can just keep up with like a Devonte Adams or Lazard. We just don't. It's just honesty. You have to slow down the game, but when you slow down the game, that means you have to execute. Yeah. Uh, like, and you think about it too, like, especially if we're going back to that, when the bears had what that 27, 14 point lead, 27 to 14 point. Yeah. Is that what it was? Um, lead. You're, you're not thinking like, I know you, you're, you want to think like, you know, keep the, keep the pressure going. So like, we want to still try taking those shots, which you can, but try to keep trying to score points. But like, don't you want to like, if you're effective running the ball, don't you think you want to, Keep running the ball. Get well, I the mean, best way you could beat Rodgers is keeping off the ball, right? Two things that happened was one, the defense is the biggest liability. Yeah, it's, the second, the secondary, especially it's hot garbage. Um, they scored four plays, and you know, you look at the first Green Bay game. You know, we had the lead in that, and then the secondary just collapsed. You know, since that game, since the first game we played Green Bay all the way back in October, the battle for first place. Um, you know, our our defense has not been the same since then. Um, and, you know, that's just good coaching by the floor to figure out which players you're going to target and go after um, and get those matchups with Adams and you let Rodgers do his thing. Um, but they scored four plays, boom, and then they get the ball back at half, boom, score. And, you know, it, it was only 28-27, but it was like – You over. can like- – our inner bear, like, I've seen fan, this. fandom, just like you knew, like it was, 
we don't we can't and way. like because like the thing is like i think the bears offense is going to get so nervous and be like oh god we're losing we got to keep like we're not like the, okay you're down by one point yeah your defense has been out there so like your offense hasn't really been able to sustain itself just run the fucking ball right just at get, least come gather in. some momentum and we saw that you know with fields like you know i don't think he had the best game passing but he can take off and get you 10 yards, right? Yeah, and I think he's gotten better at knowing when to run. It's not yeah. like he's 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 not just like out there chicken with his head cut off trying to do too much. I think he knows like he's going to try and make his one, maybe two progressions. And then he's like, OK, I'll take off. So like use that to your advantage if if it's not working just to like. And he's done a better job. Spread out. I think he's, he's done a better job of one sliding. Like, hey, I don't need to take these hits. It's unnecessary for me to take these hits, and I'm already hurt. And two, getting the fuck out of bounds. Yeah. Get the fuck out of bounds. Like, you can get those eight, nine yards, great. But get your ass out of bounds. Maybe this, maybe, I mean, obviously I don't want to see him injured at at all, but maybe this, like, rib injury is kind of like a little blessing in disguise. So, like, hey, you can't just – I mean, you saw, I saw, Tim saw how, like, he was just, like, trying to, like, take too many hits, whether yeah. trying to you know, stay up you look at, or like, sack you look at, or what. You look at Cam Newton, you know, yeah, Cam could take those oh, hits would, back in the day. And but he would, he like, should, look, he he would should, look for contact. He should still be in the league as, like, I know he is in the league, but, like, he's not been the same in years because he does No. Have. Yeah, his body just, like, you can't take that type of toll and expect it to perform. You're too valuable. I don't know. Like, I, I have some stats. I, I looked up and I found out. So this was the Bears' offense. Fields was hit nine times in the game. Uh, he was pressured on 54% of the time, <laughs> and there was also nine pass breakups by the Packers defenders on routes. So if you're not throwing the ball well. <laughs> Is there and, an alternative? Is there an alternative play in football that you can do other than other than throw the fucking ball? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's called running it. You know how many times Montgomery ran the ball in the second half? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess four times. You're close. One. Oh my god! <laughs> I watched it. And it, it. I mean, I shouldn't like. You'd think I would recognize that he only ran the ball one time in the second half, but like. Yeah, one time it, it, I couldn't believe it. it. And you got to think that they it's not like they were down no 20 points no. they they, they had were, the lead they going were, into they it. They were in the lead for a half. What are you talking they had, about? They, were, they had the lead going into it and then I know that Green Bay scored on their first possession of the second half but like you're still only down oh, one that, does, that doesn't right. mean like okay we got to send just four guys out deep and just chuck it up like but that's what they like and that's the other thing. The the scheme itself makes no sense. It's totally ass backwards and it's reckless at this point. Like, okay, Fields already has banged up ribs, broken ribs, and God knows what else he's bruised up on. You have an offensive line that's been inconsistent. You have five wide receivers out, right? No one's protecting your quarterback. You're going to have him be all in the pocket, which he likes to move. So, again, stupid. And then you're not going to have any running back or a tight end or a, like an H-back to, like, help with a chip 
And then when Peters gets hurt, you put in Jenkins and you're still doing the same shit. Now you're putting Jenkins under fire to like, okay, good luck, man. You're going to have to make this block without help. And then you're just like just going deep. And when you don't have the receivers to go deep with. Right. The Bears were successful going underneath routes, you know, getting those eight, nine yards, you know. The plate, the plate of bird was, I thought, a really good play. Like, hey, put him out in like an H back. Comes up the field, drags across. You know, I think that was actually a good play by Laser and Nagy. Was you know, put your speedster on an outside linebacker because there's no way he's going to be able to cover him, and boom, he's gone. Yeah, I just, it's, it's plays like that where it's like, how can you like do it this this time like so successfully? And then the other 99% of the game, like game script and just like play out there is just crap. And I know that players are a part of it and they have to perform and execute and all that. But it just seems time and time again that they're not being set up and put in these scenarios to succeed. No. Like like you said, with, with Fields, the, the, our most coveted player on the Bears now and in the last 50 years, maybe not 50 years, but like 20 years that you think you want to like protect them protect him coming off an injury where and credit to him where he's like battling through it saying, you know, he's playing, he's not saying that he's like, it's going to affect his game. He's grinding out there. But like, I've never, I've talked to people and I know plenty of people who've had rib injuries and they say that they just suck. That's like the worst thing in the world. And they're just, they're just walking around daily life, breathing and walking upstairs, playing football, get tackled by 300 pounds. I read an interview by him and he said he purposely avoided a lot of his teammates who he thought were funny. Because if they make a joke or do something like he knew he's going to laugh. And every time you laugh when you have broken ribs, you know, it's, it's going to be painful. Yeah. And let alone having a, a a guy coming off the edge who is blown by your rookie line uh, lineman. And there's no one there, like you said, to chip or help out. You have five tight ends that you can help put out there, but we're still going to. Still not even going to use any of them. We're still going to have play designs where we've got four receivers going I mean, deep and no one's covering or no one's chipping. He made a great play to um, Mooney that was incomplete, like on the three yard line on the first drive or might have been the second drive. And I mean, he was getting hit and, you know, the ball went out of bounds and Mooney just missed it. But like. He threw that ball perfectly in a spot where only Moody could get it. It's just like, you know, the Packers did a good job of, you know, running Moody as close to the sideline and using that sideline as a defender. Um, but, I mean, he, he put his guy there, but the other side is like, he took a shot, like, in his ribs. <laughs> like, man, maybe if he didn't, like, maybe if he had, like, a fullback in there to, like, or like Montgomery or like another H back tight end to like help step up and make that block. You know, maybe that ball is not as close to the sideline, maybe hit Mooney in stride on the corner. Mooney's out like at the two yard line and now you're in business. Um, and I, I just think it's just neg- like It's just totally negligence to just to expose your quarterback like that with no help spread everyone out. Well, and the and thing is ha- too, it's and like, then have yeah. it stand in the pocket. You had, it's not like I would totally get it if, you know, we had a running back who is like this. Our primary back is a shifty guy who can't really pick up blocks and he's more of like, no, yeah, like Montgomery is a fire. Yeah. Hydrant. Yeah. And he, he's a great blocker. Like he can, he's proven yeah. that he can pick up block or blitzes and, uh, you know, chip. We're not even utilizing him. We're, he's like, I know that we want to get him involved in the past game and whatever, but 
Like, if you've got this guy here who has a, a trait that benefits the team and it's going to help Fields be successful, yeah. why are we not drawing up? I mean, we're just kind of like going in circles. Seen, with we've seen Maggie this formation. We've seen this formation all year, and it hasn't worked a single time. Hasn't worked. Well, maybe this Think week against they the were doing it. They were doing it against Cleveland. You know, empty back set, five wide receivers, four wide receivers, whatever. <laughs> Fields was getting crushed. And that was his first start. You know, it's just like, Jesus, you're going to get the guy killed. I honestly like. So if we have a, let's say we have a five receiver uh, formation. My okay? least favorite one. Five receiver formation, no no tight ends out there or anything. Um, so the, our five, if everyone's healthy, so we have Robinson, we have okay. Mooney, we have um, Bird. Is he he's out there? We have Grant. Who's that? Who's our fifth guy? I can't even name the fifth guy. Marquise Goodwin, if he's not on the COVID protocol or like, these are bums. These are bums. They're bare bums. They're bare like, bums. Like. Uh, and, like, I tell you what, I know a couple weeks ago we were talking about Cole Komet and how he's looked good. Man, the past, three, the past three weeks have been, been rough. brutal. Yeah, doesn't have a touch, he does not have a touchdown this year. And he's, like, made some, like, play. Like, there have been some where, like, Grant, the ball maybe should have been put in a spot that he – a little bit better of a spot. But you get your hands on the ball in the yeah, NFL, you've got to catch it. And then, yeah, there's some the players, then there are some you're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. And that no, just, like – it doesn't it's, bode well to like. He's not like that game against Green Bay where it was like the guy batted it down and it would have been inside like the five yard line or I think it could have been a touchdown. I forget. It's just like Cole, dude, you got to use your body, man. Like you're a big guy. And, you know, I, I did see an interesting stat. You know, Cole is very young, you know, compared to like Kittle and um, Kelsey. He's actually had more catches than they did. Well, he came out earlier than those mm-hmm. two did in the NFL. Um, Kel- I mean, he's had more catches than Kelsey has in the NFL than Kelsey did in like his last year of college at this point. But it's just like that's apples and oranges. You don't you really use your tight end as much in in college unless you're you know a stud. But like at the same time. Dude, you've been in the NFL, what? This is your second year? Uh yeah, second year, I believe. You you're you know, you're you're a veteran player. You use your fucking body. And like, you're and you're essentially a first round pick, at least in the Bears' eyes, because you were selected yeah. first yeah. In, out of their draft class. So it's like I mean that pick I mean I, I get Andy did not have the best game. He had a horrible game last week. But goddamn Cole. Like that was not on Andy Dalton's fault. That hit you right in the chest, hit you every in every part of the body, pops up in the air right in Buda Baker's arms, and like, okay, see ya. Well, and then it's like, what are like, what are the physical, like the physicality of our pass catchers sometimes? Like, you know how it was last year and the last couple of years with Robinson. It's like he'd get bodied off some balls where you're like, you're the bigger guy. Like, why are you doing this? Right? Why? Yeah. How come you're just? How come you're letting this you know, five five nine 180 pound DB come and like knock that ball out of your hand or whatever. And now we're seeing it again with the tight end. And it's like, I don't, I don't know if it's just like a mentality thing or if yeah, it's and coaching like, get, or what. I get like 
tight ends nowadays are more like bigger wide receivers. But, you know, you look at the tight ends who are going to be Hall of Famers, Kelsey, Gronk, they're physical dudes. Yeah. Kittle, oh, yeah. Is a, Kittle is a physical dude. Oh, yeah. They'll, they're hand um, fighting. They're going up. They're yeah, catching balls Waller, contact. physical dude. You know, like the ones who are really good. Yeah, they're great wide receivers. They can, they're they sometimes faster than wide receivers, and they have better hands than wide receivers. But, like, when it comes to inside the trenches or getting outside of a safety or, you know, bodying a middle linebacker, like, they win it. They win that battle, right? Yeah, they and, they and use it, their advantage to them. And it's not like these like linebackers or these this old like big yeah. slow like they are freak athletes like they can right. like they're right they're the the ideal line or I feel like it's like a back and forth between like you, teams either have really big like physical linebackers that are like super duper athletic but they can stop the run and then they go smaller for more speed but now I feel like everything is a lot of these linebackers are a total package where like you can't just like rely on being either bigger than uh, outside linebacker or faster than a middle linebacker, these guys can keep up with you. So you have to battle through contact and, yeah, and be aggressive. I, I mean, I like Cole. I hope, you know, I kind of, I root for him. Um, but dude, you kind of, it's been bad. The past three weeks have been really bad. Um, especially since he was picking it up. You know, I know he was, he was getting like 10, 11 points in fantasy for a couple of weeks in a row. And then, I don't know what's going on with him, but he, he's not at he's not at a point where I'm like he's got to go or anything like. Yeah, I I don't I don't want to use the B word yet. It's trending that way pretty quickly, but he acts more like an Adam Shaheen than he does a George Kittle, right? Yeah, I'll never yeah. I will never forgive Shaheen the playoff game where he catches the ball. And it looks like he's going to get a first down. And he let, like, some DB take his ankles out. And he doesn't get the first down. It was, like, on the third down play. And it was just like, yeah, it was, like, in the third quarter or second quarter. But it's like, dude, like, get the first down. <laughs> like, you're 6'7". Come on. He's, like, six foot one. Own him. Yeah, like, this makes me, like, I mean, this makes me, like, uh, remember the days of Martellus Bennett and having, like, a great pass catcher out there that was like going to be physical and get you some, get you some quality yards, fight for, fight for a catch. Or now I don't, I don't know where we're at tight end wise. And if, if you think of like, if it's not working, throw one of the other four guys out there that you got, Jimmy Graham, uh, Jesper Horstead, uh, the Jesse, Jesse James. James, like give them a shot. Like, I know, like I get that. He's like your young guy and you want to give him reps and build his right. chemistry with fields. But with the, the route or the, path that he's on now at three games of just putting out a stinker put some guys in there in the rotation like what does it hurt you like you know, you're not gonna you're no, not gonna lose your job because you're benching. having the, what's the point of having these the tight end merry-go-round exactly you know exactly you only, you only use jesse james as a decoy and jimmy graham like in the red zone and then commit everywhere else and then horse hitter is just basically the guy on your punt team because that's what it is but I think it's just like a microcosm of just like the receivers and the talent that we have. And, you know, I've said this day one and I'll say it to the day I die is like we overevaluate our talent. We're, we're just not good. And to say like, oh, Grant is going to be this, the next great wide receiver. It's like, come on, you're insane. 
or bird. No, stop. I mean, that's what worries me about the NFL draft. It's just like, fuck, like, where do you go? Like, what what piece do you do you draft? Because, like, I, I kind of lean more toward, and I know we'll talk more about this in the spring and later parts of the winter. Um, but I kind of want to go offensive line just because, like, Mustaford sucks, too. Her center's shit. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to, if, if you're going to put all your chips in the Justin Fields basket, you want to have a solid line. I mean, just like how, look, look what that does for, you know, quarterbacks like Dak, you know, he was, he was a fourth round pick and they found out he was like, realized he was really good. And that they have, it's because he has that offensive line where he has plenty of time. Yeah. And then they, then they got the pieces. They, they drafted the lambs. They right. signed Cooper as a free agent and, you know, had some pieces like uh, the tight end Declan shots or Schultz, or whatever. Like, I feel like you can fill in those pieces easier once you have a secure offensive line. So yeah, and, I agree. And it's hard because like you also need a safety and you also need a cornerback and you need a wide <laughs> yeah. receiver and you're going to need another linebacker. <laughs> yeah. They're, 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 they're not set up very well, Jackson. That's for no, sure. They're not like, you know, it'll be interesting to see what pace does in the first round. You know, do they, you know, the guy I keep hearing is the center from Iowa. Who's like pro like college football, uh, weekly or has him as like the top rated offensive player is the Iowa center. Then we draft a center from Iowa already. Daniels, he plays guard. <laughs> so we're going to draft him and he's going to play tackle is what you're telling me. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to re-sign Daniels too. He's a free agent. They have to re-sign him. Oh, it's going to be, I mean, I think Daniels is okay. Um, Let's talk about the offensive line. The second biggest piece of our offense played. Our second first-round pick last year. Yeah. First, I'm air-quoting. First round. He finally got some reps in. I mean, I know he played in against the Arizona game for two snaps for, you know, you know, a field goal team. But Peters goes down. Jenkins goes in. What do we think? You know, I, it's I, that's I, the other big storyline. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not gonna I mean, I don't think you could really be too hard on a kid who like one wasn't expecting to get that many snaps out right. there and he's coming off an injury like so but there were some things that I saw that were good. I, I know Olin Krutz tweeted out a play where it's like I think Montgomery was it was like a handoff up the middle and, yeah, Montgomery, and he gave him the extra three yards by pushing he's driving his legs stalled yep. up against the lineman. Yeah, he came in and was like, Oh, let me push this guy for an extra yard so that if he can do little stuff like that, that's great. But I mean, I don't, I don't really think I can give him a full evaluation off of one game. Yeah, I think, you know, the four penalties. That is, you know, you can't have two false starts. Yeah. You just, you just can't. Like, come on, man. Especially the one that he had on that second down or second, second, uh, second and goal. So they go from the three yard line to the eight. It's just like shit. You know, that was. That's a huge play, um, you know, because it like I don't think the Bears have two pass plays in them to score from the eight yard line, which is embarrassing no. to think about. But. It's it. Here's my thought process on that. It's like the Bears at like the three yard line. It's like okay, I think there's like a seventy percent chance they can score this. Like and Outside. normally like 
outside the five, no way. Yeah, it's like nor- normal teams, you're like, oh, we're inside the three. 95% chance we're going to score here, uh, unless there's some like fluke play or like great right. defense to st- like stop. Move it back to the eight. I'm like, I'm sub 50%. I mean, like yeah, the, the no way. 40s, 30s. That's like, happened so many times. That's this too year. far. Like, oh, we're gonna, too I was far. like, we're only get, we're gonna kick a field goal. <laughs> was like, third, third and goal might as well be a mile away. <laughs> you're, you're watching with like someone who's like a Chiefs fan or like a Bucks fan or whoever, or even a Colts fan. You know, they're like, oh, eight yard line, you guys got this. Like they're just thinking because that's what normal good football teams or average football teams do is score. Or if they don't, or if they don't score, they get it to like the one yard line and they go for it on fourth down. Exactly, but like, yeah. yeah. Let's say once it was to the eight yard line, you're like, well, we can pretty much just chalk this up to not scoring a touchdown. No, now fast, not gonna happen. But I think you know he did have two holding calls and they had the other false start, so he had four. But I think there were a few plays where he was physical. You could tell, um, and that kind of brings me to my point with Jenkins. You know, like there's been so much new data and arguments like what is what should an actual left tackle be based on their style and like the old traditional way was like okay get the biggest guy who's tall long arms quick feet who can push a defender to the outside of his shoulder and and move the pocket and they're not usually like the big bruisers right the Mm -hmm. left tackle is more like the bodyguard it's not like your punishing guy yeah it's like the what's this uh like the paces the Ogdens the big huge guys long like, right so just get them a, get them away from your quarterback you're not right it's not yeah it's not like you're you're brought your mauler um which is weird because Jenkins plays more like a mauler right oh yeah that's for like all of like the highlights you just saw him yeah like, and you even saw him on Sunday and... there were a couple times like he he was finishing plays you know running his feet and it kind of makes me think well like. Maybe Larry Borum should be the left tackle, right? A little bit more controlled, quick, quick feet. Jenkins has more of the body, right? He is your stereotypical yeah. left tackle. He's mm-hmm. a big man, but he's a mauler. Do you put him on the right side as a right tackle? And do you, it kind of makes sense. One, cause he played right tackle at, at Oklahoma state. If I'm not mistaken, he didn't play left tackle, right? No. Yeah. He was a right tackle. At he was a right Oklahoma tackle. State. Yep. You run the ball to your right side as an offense. Most of the time you run at the right. You don't usually run to the left. You know, maybe next year you actually think about like, you know, if, if Jenkins struggles, I, I don't think you, you, you know, you ditch him after this year, obviously, but they'll consider putting him in a spot where he's used to it. To put him at right and you put Borum at left. I don't know, but I, I think, I mean, why, why not? I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like common sense. Like you put this guy who's in, I can't, I don't know if he was all American, but this guy highly touted prospect right. at a position he's comfortable with. You plug him in that same spot, you know, and he's not, he will not be going against the top pass rushers. Cause you usually put your pass rusher on the right side as a defender. Yeah. Right? I mean like, and all, all of the like highlights that I remember being hyped up about was like just seeing him, you know, finish plays finishing and like run dr- plays, drive guys out plays. of there. Yeah. Yep. Like you'd be seeing them taking uh, the, the lineman like off, like out of bounds, like those like jaw dropping plays where he's like taking guys to out to the sideline and not like just keeping them there right. or whatever. Like, now, now, I think, a, I think a lot of it was, you know, who's our right tackle to start the season? Uh, if Eddie gets hurt, 
Borum's up, right? If Fetty's not hurt, if Peter, if Jenkins isn't hurt, Jenkins probably goes into right tackle. Yeah. And then if Peter, then if Peter's comes out, the keys yeah. in and out, then you could slide Borum in there. I mean, so, I mean, they put Borum in there. Borum, I think, has done pretty, pretty damn well. Pretty damn well. Um, and, and I think that's the, that's the thing. Like, when we get closer to the draft, it's just like, okay. Like, yes, Jason Peters is gone next year, and that's going to be on the offensive coordinator. Like, okay, you're going to have a very young offensive line, right? Um, you're going to have two tackles who are young, which is great. I mean, on paper, it's great, you know, because now you're not going to have the like, – it's going to be frustrating at times because they, they need to get the speed underneath them. But you're going to have Daniels if they resign him, who's only 24. Like, we forget Daniels is only 24 years old. He does it's seem like crazy. someone who's like, like, oh, yeah, he's, what, 28? No, it's 24. White hair is – 26 right now 26 or i think he's like he might be 26 27 so he's still fairly young do you get another interior offensive lineman and you just build out that offensive line to make it young and as their progression goes that's how fields progression goes like i think that's, that's an that's option what i think i think that i think they're going to either and i know you mentioned we'll get we'll do a, we'll have a whole podcast space. Oh, we'll have all drafts. Draft, I think it's 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 good to start talking about. Yeah, it. but today, like just in today's, uh, like, but if if I'm the Bears, I think you either go that route, right, or I think that they're like going with their biggest glaring need, which is something in the secondary. Because yeah, I mean, like you might like you mentioned it when we were doing like our our pre talk before we started recording Crawford. Like, I don't, I don't even know that guy existed. I he could have been like a beer vendor. So I, like, I, my buddy said that to me, and he knows every bear player. He's like, I have no idea who this Crawford guy is. Like, we could, like I think we talked about the offensive line. We talked about the tight ends. I think now we need to talk about the secondary. And, you know, respect to Green Bay. You know, they did a good job of getting those matchups with Adams. And, like, pick plays. Okay, I'm going to pick you. I'm going to roll out Lazard. Boom. 13 yards, boom, Adams, 20 yards. And that's just good. That's just good coaching, first of all, right? To, to exploit one team's weakness, which is the secondary. Um, you know, I, Jalen, I thought, played okay. Um, but, like, if, if I throw it anywhere near Jalen Johnson when you have Crawford and Vildor, yeah. like, yeah. I don't know who these people are. Like, like that go guy's kind of good. That guy's kind of yeah. good over Jalen, we think Jalen's going to be a stud one day. Let's not throw it anywhere near him. Let's go after these bums. Well, and, it's like, and you see, like, there's the Packers themselves. Like, when you have someone, like, I don't know, they were going after, like, a lot of DBs for a while. And then yeah. and some of them didn't hit. Like, Kevin King, I know, was kind of like, eh. But when they got Jair Alexander, it's like, oh, he's good. He really helped out their defense and like yeah. a struggling secondary. You can just see what one adding one more great piece in the, in the secondary. We we know do- one piece that got away from us because we didn't want to pay him. Adrian Amos. Yeah, yeah. It just seems. I mean, he's not been bad with the Packers. He has <laughs> like, not he's been bad. Very with the good with them. Um, yeah. And there's been plenty of situations in Bears games where you're like, man, wouldn't it be nice if we could we had a safety who could just come up and stick up stick someone right here yep. and make it, that it big was, tackle. You know, it was bad when they had to move Eddie Jackson into the slot. They had to move Eddie Jack. He he was playing cornerback on Sunday. 
just because they needed someone to like guard him, stop him. You know, I I didn't think Eddie, I don't think Eddie's played that bad the past few weeks. No, he's been very, he's been like good enough to like not get his right. name like mentioned, but not or not bad enough to not get his name mentioned, but not good enough to be like, wow, Eddie Jackson's back. You know. I mean, the thing is like. Okay, if Eddie can have a decent second half, right? Because he's not going anywhere. And, no. like, he's still fairly young. Um, well, he's very young. I take that back. You know, do you get, like, a safety in free agency? Like, an actual strong safety. Like, an actual strong safety. And you like, Jamal, like, like a Jamal Adams-esque, like, the yeah, highly yeah. touted. Like, that's what he's there for. Right. They can come up and stick people. And, you know, that was the nice thing about Amos is... <laughs> You let Eddie play in the. You let Eddie play center field, and I get that teams don't really go deep on Jackson as much anymore. And you know that's scheming. That's you know maybe Jackson just not being himself, um, like he once used to. But you know eventually, if it, but that that's out of respect because they don't have a st- strong second. I don't even who the fuck is our other safety? Gibson. Okay. And then the, we we have one guy who broke his arm. He's out for the year now. Um, Houston Carson, he's out for the year. Yep. Broken arm. Um, but, like, when you don't have a safety or a second good safety, you you know, you're in trouble. So when you don't have the, any cornerbacks, you're in trouble. Yeah, you're not you're not in a good spot. So if you're the Bears and, like, you, let's say you're Ryan Pace or whoever's our GM mm-hmm. and you decided we're going defense, we're going secondary, are you picking that strong safety or are you picking that, like, Cover corner. corner. I gotta get a corner. Yeah. And it's hard because, like, in the second round, I mean, I don't know how good the cornerbacks are in the second round as compared to the first round. I don't know the drop off. Um, I think I would rather have a veteran safety, not like getting haha Clinton Dix. You know, it's easier to get a safety. Half. They're not. They don't. They're not getting the big cover corner money. Like, right. I, right. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Like. Richard Sherman, I know that's old old news, but like that kind of guy or like the, right, the Darrell Revis books. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yep. Josh Norman or whoever. But yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Yeah, I, like, I think you draft one. And then, I mean, the Bears are going to have money for free agency this year, it sounds like. Um, you know, do you, do you draft? Are, are they going to move up? Could the Bears possibly move up in the first round? I don't think so, but there's guys there. It's like he would really help solve some problems to do that. Because like you can't, I I don't know who, but I'm just saying like there's already lost so much draft capital on a team that's right. not trending in the right direction. It's kind of a hard sell, at least to me, in order to do that. Um, yeah, it just it just shows. I mean, it sucks saying this, but like how much miles the Green Bay Packers are in front of the Bears. Like light and the years. Sad, the, sad, and the sad thing is, even if Aaron Rodgers leaves and Jordan Love comes in, Jordan Love comes in, I still think that they're in a better spot than the Bears. I don't know about are. that because I think Devontae leaves. I think Devontae no. leaves. Yeah. I don't think well, if, they, if they both leave, then we're then we're, we're it, yes. And like, that's better. the weird thing. Like the Bears are at an age with their team, like they're not an old team, right? This is not like a 
like like a Lovey Smith first year Tressman team. We're like, okay, they're they're getting a little old. Like this is like their their window to win it. Um, otherwise they're done. Like Troy Aikman has said this. Tony Romo has said this. Like there are pieces on this team that if you guide them correctly, they could take you. You know, it's th- there is talent. However, that talent is being overshadowed by people who should not be on NFL rosters. And that's the issue. Like we have those people who are on our roster. It's like, you could have MJ on your team, but if you're, you're he's playing with the whole four homeless men, oh, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of hard. Yeah. Or, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very, sim- I think it's, it's very similar to like the early bears in the eighties. where it's just like, okay, they, they got some players here. Like they could, let's see what happens. Like I, I definitely think they're I I'm glad I'm a Bears fan and not like a Jaguars fan right now. Like holy dumpster yeah, fire. Yeah, like that's are, way worse. Way worse. Yeah. Than we yeah, are. That's, yeah, the fact um, that Urban Meyer is just oh my god, I can't even train wreck. We can talk about that in a little bit. But like I, I think the Bears might be in a better situation than the Vikings, actually. Um, I feel like the Vikings are yes, the Vikings are a better team. Right now, the the Vikings should beat the Bears on Monday. The Vikings should beat the Bears at least seven out of ten times when we play them. Right. However, I think if the Vikings don't make the playoffs, I think their coach is gone. Um, I think time's ticking out on Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook is getting older. Um, the the Lions are the Lions, and the Packers just really hinge on if Rodgers stays or not. And if Rodgers leaves, I think Adams walks too. And then the and, division kind of defaults to us. And if and another like kind of point on the Vikings is that it's another if that if it all goes to shit, you're you're losing precious uh, value on Justin Jefferson's rookie contract because he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of money because he's been playing so well. Yeah, and his past he month might, he's his past month he's taken it up. And he, if he's if he notices, hey, we're not you know. I got no quarterback. Like we're not going in the right direction. He might jump ships and he might be gone too. So I feel like, you know, in the next year or two, you know, if they get shit together, if they protect fields, if they develop people, if they're not afraid to spend some fucking money too, smart money, like, yeah, don't get like bums to fix holes. Like, yeah, get or guys like you think you can wash guys, Jared Allen yeah. type deal. Yeah. Ha ha Clinton dicks. Like, come on. I just pulled up uh while we were talking there just some uh the free agents for safety free agents in the upcoming off season. Okay. What do we got? Um so some 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 notable names that are strong I just tell you strong safeties. Uh Quandre Diggs from Seattle, Kareem Jackson from Denver. I think he's pretty old. Um Keanu Neal from Dallas. Um Jabril Peppers, Tashawn Gibson, not Sean Gibson, excuse me, Daniel Sorensen from Kansas City. So there are some names out there that like at least I've heard of, and like they're not just complete. Sorensen's old. Sorensen's a little older. Complete I think you go. I, I think Diggs. Booty. Would be the, yeah, Diggs I dig, would, yeah, I think Diggs is the best name on there. But like, there's options available. And like, and I don't think they're gonna, you know, I don't foresee them requiring a lot. Like, a, what are the what are the cornerbacks? Play. What are the cornerbacks? Uh, the cornerbacks are. Let's see what we got here. In 
the offseason, I'm just going to read off the top. Stephon Gilmore, Joe Hayden, Kyle Fuller, Chris Harris, man, former former Bears, Patrick Peterson, Bryce Callahan, Kevin King, Xavier Rhodes, Darius Williams, Jimmy Smith, a lot of old names. Uh, Rashad Breeland, and then goes down from there. It's actually not bad. Not bad if you're if you're trying to get like a, a veteran. Yeah, I, I. That's. I mean, Joe Hayden wouldn't be a bad pickup. I don't um, think there's like the guy looking for their big deal that's gonna be that could be with you for six, seven, or four, right, five years. Right. But there's guys that are at least a decent stopgap that can hopefully maybe build someone up or draft someone. But yeah, I I agree. I I think there's definitely. Everyone on that list, even that I didn't read, is better than Kendall Vildor by a mile. And like that's the problem. Like they are at such um you know, and like the attrition of the defense has obviously hurt them the most. Um now I'm looking at the top rated safeties. So the top rated safeties right now, um According to NFLDraftBuzz.com, number one is Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. Number two is Jaquan Brisker from Penn State. Number three is Daxton Hill from uh, Michigan. Four is uh, Jordan Battle from Arizona. So all those guys are, I've heard before, and like they're good. Kyle Hamilton is, holy moly, he's a big boy. 2264 as a free safety. That sounds pretty good. That's a <laughs> that's a that's They have his rating at 9 93.6. His 40 is a 45. Um Yeah. It doesn't have a projection of where they might go on that or is that just kind of they give them their stats? No, not on this website. No, he is projected to be a first round draft pick though. Oh, well. Tyler we Brisker. We don't have one of those. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to get any one of these guys. Maybe I could see Battle dropping in the second round. Um, God, Georgia's got two safeties in the top seven right now. Um, but this just shows how good Georgia was this year. But, yeah, I mean, it just sucks. I think we're in a lot of limbo. Um you know, it's and you're you're looking at the bear schedule, Minnesota, Seattle, Minnesota, or Giants, Minnesota, wherever the fuck it ends. Like the Bears could win all four of these games, and I'm gonna hate my life if they do. Yeah. So what do you? I, I agree. I think that these are all winnable games. They're all very winnable because they're all terrible teams. But we're well, also a very terrible team. Well, let's just quickly talk about Monday's game, which we're have to suffer yeah. through another yeah. late. Monday, going from a Sunday prime night game to a Monday primetime game. Do you think that? So, what do you think the Bears' expectations are for this game? Do you think it's going to be close? Do you think it's going to be? I actually think it's going to be close. The Bears historically, Nagy historically has done very well against Minnesota. Um, he owns them. You know, last year, you know, they lost to Minnesota, and that was the last Foles game. Thank God. Uh, I remember watching that. It was on Monday. The Bears seem like they always play Minnesota at home on Monday Night Football. It does seem um, like that. And historically, the Bears have done very well against the Bears, against Minnesota at home. Um, 
I think the Bears are going to win. I could, you think they're going to win? I think they're going to win. Yeah, I think Minnesota right now is just not really a good team. They've struggled. I know they won. They've won some big games, but like, is this the part of the season where Minnesota just crumbles like they usually do? And I'm going to take the Bears. I think it's going to be a super ugly game. Like, I can see this being like a 19 to 16 game. Um, I don't think Minnesota is a good team. Dalvin Cook though is going to present a problem. They do have Adam Thielen. They do have uh, Jefferson. You know, if you're Kirk Cousins, you're <laughs> you're salivating looking at these cornerbacks you, you you're going to go against. Um, but I just I I feel like the Bears are going to win this game and I'm going to hate it. So I'm going to go like 1916 Bears. I'm I'm kind of with you because I want to go with the. Um, and I'll pre-season. take screwing up. And I'll take screwing up Minnesota season too. Yeah, yeah. And I, I want us to kind of go along with like our preseason picks because I think we had them winning this game in our uh, our schedule. Yep. We did. Um, I think that it's going to not be like an ugly game. I think that I think the Bears will win too. But I think that it's going to be a it's going to be a breakout game for somebody. Someone's going to have like a game where they're you're like, wow, like they really showed out like it could be Fields. It could be could be uh, Cole Komet. Could Cole, could, Cole, could, Cole, could Cole get his first touchdown? It's I think something's going to happen where you're like, wow, that they played really well today and they're going to have a big yeah. stat line. No, don't know who it could be anyone. But I think that there's going to be some someone on the offensive side of the football will be productive. And I'm I'm gonna say <laughs> that low, I like to tell the word productive. That's like a low bar for us. Yeah. Like, oh, you're productive. Like, that should that be every, you're great. Yeah, it should be everybody. Yeah. But I, I'm gonna say that defense, two turnovers in this game. Okay. Two turnovers. That's rare. That is very rare. Very bold. That's very rare. That's very but, hard to do. I, I think I I think my biggest I think Jenkins is gonna have a better game. It'd be nice. Right. You're, at, you're at home. You know you're starting. Like you can game plan, right? Like mm-hmm. obviously you watch film today and all last week and be like, okay, this is why I sucked. Okay, I can't grab the guy by the neck anymore for a holding call. Get some, get some first team reps of practice. Get yeah, all those like I, I think details I think down. this is the game where I'm really gonna watch. And now that you know Larry Borum's on the COVID watch list. You know, Jenkins has to step up. So yeah. I, I think Jenkins is going to have a good game. I hope he has a good game. Um, let's get Montgomery the ball, man. Let him run. Let that kid just – he needs the ball. Just put it in his – I don't get it. But we're both taking the Bears. Minnesota's fighting for their playoff lives right now. Let's just play spoiler. Bear. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Well, Jack, is there anything uh, anything else in, going on in sports that you want to touch on before we wrap up the podcast? Yeah. Did you think the college football committee got it right? I I think they did. I think they did too. I think it was. I think they made it much easier. I think that yeah. Alabama winning made it easier. Alabama but, winning the way they did. Yeah. Yep. So now, you know, now you, if Bama loses, I think Notre Dame could have slotted in there, especially with Okie State losing the way they did um cincinnati obviously you know had to beat houston and they did michigan winning big i i mean it's so like alabama 
to beat Georgia in that game just because they own Georgia. Um, but, like, of course, the committee did not want to have three Midwestern teams in it, right? Yeah. Like, that they they're like, no way we can't have three Midwestern teams Second. from three different conferences in it. They took a big exhale when they had a, a, a two SEC oh, teams sure. as a one and a three, so they get to play in the championship. Yeah, possible, possibly. So. Yep. For sure. Is there out of those that first those first two games, the one and the four and the two and the three? Is are you looking forward to one more than the other? I mean the Georgia, Michigan game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm curious to see. I mean, this could go completely haywire. It's on New Year's, right? Or it's yeah, on New Year's Eve, right? It's on yeah, that Friday. Yeah. That's fun. That's cool. For, for a bit. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Cincinnati, Alabama. Although it could yeah, be Cincinnati. Like, like, here's the thing. Cincinnati, you talk a lot of shit and how you always want to be in these games. And it's just like, okay, here you go. Either, I think it's either going to be really good or it's going to be like Alabama's going to prove why that they're Cincinnati and it's going to be like 31 right. to nothing by the second yeah, quarter. quick. Yeah. So I mean, I don't, I don't, I think it's gonna be Alabama, Georgia again. I mean, that just seems like the safest assumption. But I gotta tell you what, man. I thought Michigan looked really good against Iowa, and I thought Iowa could have been a team that could have played spoilers. You know, just you know, coming off that emotional win against Ohio State, um, and they they did not let up the gas on Iowa. It seems they, like Michigan's got their eye on the prize. They're not like, they, I, and that's very rare for Michigan. Like, and I've said this before, and you guys agree with me. I think Harbaugh is still an overrated coach, but like, you know that, that they're a good team. You got to tip your hats off to them. Um, you know they handled Iowa. They handled Ohio State. They finally got over that hill. You know, could Georgia be limping a little bit after that loss to Alabama? Um, you know, they had they had a guy up for the Heisman. I knew he wasn't going to win. You know, Bryce Young. Definitely deserved it the last two weeks of the season. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. I think the committee got it right. I didn't see anyone blowing up about it, um, which was good. But, Kev, how are the Bulls looking? I know they are completely shut down. Yeah, they're just uh, just annihilated by COVID, whether it's, you know, right. either having it or being in close contact and being in protocol. So, they, they were, I mean, they were in a hot streak before all this kind of hit them like they a ton were. Of bricks. They won like three out of four. Yeah. And and then I think it was like, um, then they played the Cavs before their games got postponed because of all the guys in protocol. Um, I, I think they'll be fine. It'll be kind of, I guess it's, I mean, you never want to see anyone, you know, get sick or, you know, have to go through those protocols and all that. But maybe that it's getting done early in the season rather than like if it was right before playoffs or yeah right so i guess a silver lining that you know they'll will be all right for the remainder of the season but just like i mean you're seeing it all over now where people are getting in protocols and having to miss games and all that all sorts of leagues so i think i'll tell you this i'm really glad to see ao or what's how do you pronounce his name um ao ao dude and you know you're a second round draft pick and you know, I know that's the only pick the Bulls had. Um, and most of the time, second-round draft picks in the NBA just, you know, they're filling guys. Yeah, it's but, a dime a dozen. Like, sometimes you hit, like, Jimmy Butler's a hit, and I think... Uh, Draymond is. Draymond, and what's his face from the Nuggets, the big dude, Jokic. Oh, yeah, Jokic. But, like, right. I mean, there's so many guys that are just, like, end up being fodder and G League players or low down on the bench or not even making the league. So it's, it is it's, definitely nice to see. 
he's been playing lights. He was playing lights out. That yeah. alley oop to whatchamacallit, um Oh, who do you do the alley oop to? Ball, Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that was perfect. It's, it's always like, nice to to see it have like that hometown Yeah. Because you saw yeah. how much they embraced Derrick Rose, and he was like obviously superstar level talent. Right. Having this, this, having... this kid is like champagne, you know, Chicago Bulls. It, oh yeah, perfect. It's perfect. So he he set up for he set up for success, that's for sure. And if the Bulls keep trending the way they're doing, you know, that's only good thing. Only good things for the city and Chicago Bulls basketball, if that's the case. Yep. Well, Kev, I don't have any power rankings this week unless you did. I got none. I think uh, I think I think we need to wait for like a Bears victory to kind of motivate us to get the power rankings back or something. We like, did have a, we do have to our for our listeners. We do have a lost episode from last week. I know Kevin's working on that. Um, I will tell you what. Do not listen to our picks. I'm glad. Hopefully no one listened to us because it wasn't up of our picks of our picks of the week. Both Tim and I took Washington to beat Dallas. Did not happen. So I, I could edit that part out. Nah, it's okay. It's you can listen <laughs> to us. It's, it's just in the past. rambling on. Yeah. All right, Jack. Well, if you don't got anything else, I think uh, Team Bear Podcast is going to sign Team off. Team Bear, fuck Green Bay. Fuck Green Bay. Beat Minnesota. Got it. We we need it. We need something good in our lives from Bears football. <laughs> yeah. All right, Team Bear out. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!